What's up, guys? Lucas Still and Steven Talbot with Awesome Athletes. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, today, we're going to talk about college choice. And uh, as this, you know, high school season comes to an end here, it's uh, coming down to the wire for some guys making their choices on where to go to college. So I just kind of want to give some advice and some things to look out for and some things to be aware of and, and all that. Uh, Steve, you got any initial thoughts on that whole process? Yeah, uh, kind of a unique year this year. Well, the last few years, really, mm-hmm. with COVID going on. So, I mean, we're going to try to give insight on what we tell our guys here and what we think um, the best avenue is for a certain type of athlete and certain type of position. And that there's a lot more choices a lot of times than many people want to accept. <laughs> you know, Definitely. there's a lot, not just in baseball, but for school too. Um, there's a lot of universities out there. So, we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of off the bat, the first thing that I'd say to keep in mind is, What's important to you, right? So a lot of people, you know, ourselves included in high school kind of said D1 or die. And that's great if you can play there and you can find a good fit at the D1 level. Um, But the status of playing D1 baseball might not be the most important thing if uh, your overall goal is to play baseball as long as you can and to develop and to be able to actually, you know, see the field. Um, So, yeah, if, if playing past college and just becoming the best version of yourself as a baseball player that you can be, mm-hmm. the status or level probably shouldn't be the first thing that you look at when choosing a school. Yeah, definitely. It's it's hard now too with, you know, I know how it is with social media and you're oh, yeah. constantly, you know, hounded with these posts, you know, division one, division one, division one, your friends, family, whoever it may be, you know, guys that you might not see that they may not be better than you, whatever you think it is, but that doesn't really matter. You know, you got to get past that. I think that's a big first step is kind of getting off that, you know, poor me mentality on the internet. You know, it's your life. You know, you take it for what it is. Like Lucas said, there's a lot of choices and it's about what's best for you. And like you said, you said playing time. I mean, I think it was you that got, didn't Cal off some, somebody from Cal had told you, you could have came and been like a backup first baseman looking to get playing time. But I mean, that wasn't really your goal with the situation. You wanted to pitch, you know, it would have been great. You could have easily got in, your grades were good enough, but, you know, you knew at that point choices, you know, you wanted to play. And that was, you know, it took your career and you ended up going to Willamette and you had a fine career. So that yeah. initial choice, knowing yourself, is important, I think. Yeah, Cal was my dream school growing up and I went to a couple of different camps and uh, yeah. well, I don't even know if it was an assistant coach or a volunteer coach or something, saw me a couple of times. And yeah. after like the third camp, I was just like, all right, just be honest with me, like, where do you see me going? And he's like, yeah, you could probably go D1 as a, first baseman, get 30 at-bats in your career. Uh, say, say you went D1. Say you play D1, you know, get the social media posts, get all the likes, or mm-hmm. you can go D2, D3, or NAIA, probably two-way, and play every day. For and, sure. I don't know, just sitting on the bench didn't seem like that fun to me, so I ended up going no. uh, the D3 route and bounced back to JUCO and then wound up at NAIA. So I kind of had a crazy road, as you did too. But Yeah, absolutely. We've, through our experiences, kind of seen a lot of things, and through experiences of people we train or our friends, we've also seen, you know, the shortcomings of, you know, choosing the first school that's interested in you, which also is something to look out for. Yeah, good point. And that's not saying that the first school that's interested in you is going to be a bad school, but, uh, you know, we've seen guys kind of start to hit their breakthrough, whether it's a velo jump on the mound or start to, you know, hit home runs and start to, you know, find their power at the plate, you know, your, their junior, senior year of high school. And that first D1 school that is interested in them, that gives them the offer they take without even knowing a lot about the coaches, mm-hmm. knowing a lot about the program, knowing a lot about their development process. So yeah. just some things to kind of talk to a coach that's interested in you. Um, 
ask yes. them, you know, what, what do they do to develop guys? So if, if the plyo balls are important to you, if uh, whatever it is yeah, that's important whatever. to you, you know, lifting heavy as a pitcher, whatever it is that you think is beneficial for your performance in the field and beneficial for your career, yeah. see if they do it. And if they're strongly against it, then it might not be the best fit for you. Yeah, especially if that's something you need to do and you perform at your peak level you've been doing for two or three years now since it's been popular, whatever it may be, whatever training method it is. But that's the thing. I think it all comes down to being able to ask good questions. And it's really hard at 17, 18 years old to ask good questions when you don't really understand what's going on. All you know is, hey, I want to go play D1 baseball. This coach called, told me I'm the best person in the world. Here yeah. I go. And it, it's really, it takes, it takes you know, some maturity to listen to this and say, we highly advise, you know, if you can step back and really yeah. ask good questions, not only are you going to impress the people at that university, but you'll be able to understand, hey, can I fit in here for four years? That is a long sum of your life. I mean, mm -hmm. not in retrospect, for the next four years, though, you're, you're becoming, you know, a grown man or, or woman. You're, you're changing 18 to 22, whatever it may be. It's an important time in your life. And I think if you can ask those good questions, not only about your, your, your degree, your major, baseball, how you can train, what you guys do at practice. Hey, coach, let me come watch a practice. Give me your practice plan. What's it look like? You know, how will I fit into the mix here? So yeah, that's what it is for me. You know, like you said, ask good questions. Can you do it? Show, you know, show that you're interested in, in your development personally. I think it's huge. Yeah. I think there's a little bit of a fear factor of, you know, being a kid in high school, that first school is interested in you. You don't want to kind of ask questions to, you know, piss off the coach exactly. or to make it seem, say, ask anything that maybe you guys don't see eye to eye on and yeah. they end up not recruiting you because maybe you think, oh, this might be the only school that'll take a chance on me. Yeah. But something that Casey used to say a lot is be willing to bet on yourself and, yeah. If the worst case scenario is you go JUCO, oh, come on, yeah. especially in Sacramento where you've got some of the best JUCOs around and you can play yes. for a coach like Bomber or you know these other coaches, uh, another coach just left at Delta, yeah. but there's just a plethora of good coaching out there, especially in this area for junior college. And they're huge on developing guys at, at most junior colleges. It's college. come a long way. I mean, so, it's awesome. And you know, if you just look at the guys that are coming out of the JUCOs in this area where they're going to school, it's clear that they are getting those offers that they might not have gotten out of high school because they got better over their two years at yeah. those at those uh, schools. So that's a huge thing, um, being able to ask those tough questions. And the information is out there, right? Like you can go and look up a school's roster online and DM one of their players and say, hey, like what's, you know, what's school like for you? What's, do they actually like practice this? Like yes. uh, out of junior college, I went to Westmont and I was able to talk to Rob Hill, who we had trained with at Driveline and get a, inside look at kind of what practice was like. And it was crazy to me that there was a university out there yeah. that at that time, at that time that the pitchers practice revolved around their arm curve routine and they would mm -hmm. get there and warm up and then do their plyo ball routine and then do whatever they it had. It wasn't just bands and, you know, yeah, you had a 30 to 45 minute warm up process. You got your throwing in, you had a 30 minute recovery process. Yeah. Of course we had to shag BP sometimes and do some PFPs and all of that. But yeah. the bulk of our practice was around development, which was foreign to me based on the schools that I'd gone to before. Um, yeah, so far. Yeah, so schools are out there at every level that are like that. And if you're looking to develop, Westmont, obviously, I'm going to always speak highly of NAIA, but there's schools at D3, D2, D1. You can find them. That are, yeah, yeah that will prioritize your development over just getting wins. Uh, yes. So being able to talk to those coaches, looking for those schools that offer the things that are most important to you. If you don't really care about playing past college yeah, and you want to go fine. and you want to play and you want to, you know, be a D1 guy, then then don't ask those questions about those things or don't uh, maybe say no to a school if they don't have that. But just 
it starts with just kind of knowing yourself and what you're looking for in a school. Yeah. And while everyone would love to go D1 and you know play on TV and play at these big universities, you know, that they, yeah, everybody yeah. wants that. That's uh, great. But if if you go to one of these schools and you don't see the field, you never develop, and then your career is over, that might not be a best choice for you in the long run. If instead you could go to a school that was maybe a little smaller that developed you and you went from an 86 to 88 guy and now your senior year you're touching 95 and yeah. you're getting drafted and now you're going to go play a 10-year pro career so yeah exactly and that's well, that coming off what you said again that's the thing it's you know any coach like you say you reach out you can reach out to anybody and if you just reach out and say you know any coach in my opinion it should be comfortable enough telling you here's my program here's our standards mm-hmm. here's what we do and i'm comfortable with that wins or loss aside because their job is not only to create good baseball players, but they're trying to create good people. They want yeah. you to go out in the world and be successful no matter what you do, in my opinion. So their program is, you know, it's dedicated to helping you, yes, develop on the field, but 10 times more important is that 90% of the people who don't know what the status don't go play pro ball. But you can take the things you learn in these places, mm-hmm. big or small, it doesn't matter if you do the right research, and you can use it in everyday life. And I think that's really important. That's what you're at school for anyway. So like Lucas said, you know, don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. You know, bet on yourself. You, you got to mm-hmm. be able to do it. And I think it's if you can just take anything from this, be willing to get uncomfortable in those situations because the quicker you can do that, the more you're going to reap the benefits. Yeah. And there's, you know, something that Ryan says all the time here is, you know, impact the person, the player will follow. Correct. And there's a lot of coaches that believe in that. And again, I'll always speak highly of Westmont, but playing for Coach Ruiz and Coach Aguilar, they're there, two of the best coaches I've played for. And just the way they actually took interest in your life and took interest in who you are as a person. And then also your development was just like far and above what I had experienced before. And I'm sure mm-hmm. you had a similar experience with Jake McKinley uh, and T-Pain. And Trevor, and yeah, guys. the small time I had over there, yeah. And to be clear, again, it doesn't, just because a school is a D1 does not mean that they don't have coaches like that. And you can find coaches like that at every level. And you can find great people that are willing to bet on you, invest in you, 100%. invest in your development, have similar philosophies to you. Um, so it's not, we're not here just knocking D1 programs. We're just saying that if chasing a D1 title is all that's important to you, you might miss out on all these benefits from a school that could be a better fit for you. So take Correct. all that into consideration. Think about what is important to you and what is your main priority uh, before you go into these meetings. Think about what questions you want to ask these coaches that reach out to you in order to figure out the best fit for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, do your research. I think that's about Sign it. Sign a contract. Yeah, sign yeah. a contract. But uh, again, just one other possible uh, thought towards like NAI or D2, D3 that we just kind of want to debunk is that uh, they're not good level baseball or that you can't get drafted out of there. Like at, oh, come on. At, uh, you know, at Westmont, we had scouts there at most of our games. We had two guys drafted. Um, I guess they were both signed because it was COVID and there was a five-round draft, but signed to play pro ball. One's with the Angels, one's with the Cubs. Um, We had, you know, a bunch of D1 bounce backs. At Willamette, we played some schools that had guys that were getting looked at and getting drafted. So go where you're going to play. Oh, and the GSAC, there's a bunch of guys drafted in total. So JUCO levels, you can look up, go look up a big league roster, find out who went to these types of schools. They're everywhere. So going to a D2, D3, JUCO, NAI does not mean that your career is over after college. And it could actually be the exact opposite if the school is going to develop you and put you, your development and training first and actually prioritize getting better over your your time there. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, do your research, see what's important to you. And the label of what level the school is might not be the most important thing. That's about my main takeaway. Yeah, work your butt off. 
So That's if you guys awesome. got any further questions, let us know. But yeah, anytime. Besides that, we'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you.